Hey, Ash. Hey, Taryn. Did you know that the slinky was invented by accident? No. Yes. A scientist who invented the slinky actually knocked a metal coil off a shelf by accident. And when he saw the bouncing from surface to surface instead of falling on the floor, he realized it had potential to be a great toy. Oh, my God. Fascinating. That's what we call destiny. (laughs) Also, like, (laughs) is it really an invention, though? If, like, it did what? I'm sure he perfected it. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Made it that, like, rainbow plastic. Made it uh, slink. From Toy Story. Slink. Yeah. Aww. That's immediately where my head went. Um, Slink. That's that's all I got for <laughs> what a lovely fiction. What a lovely factor fiction. I thought it was interesting. I bet no one knew. You're all you're such a fake I didn't fan. Know. <laughs> I feel like we all know that. <laughs> We're just going along <laughs> at this point. Ashley, are you are you like, what's your what's your vibe today? I had I was gonna say this. I had the weirdest morning, like okay. weirdest morning. Um, so I don't know. I can't tell you where my vibes at. Cause I had a weird morning. Yeah. Just so everyone knows, I got stuck in like ton of traffic, so I was late. So literally, like walked in, we started recording, which usually I feel like we have time to be like, hey, mm-hmm. hey, and like whatever. Kind of regroup. Yeah. But like, I can't tell if you're like grumpy ash or tired ash or like somewhere in between. I think I'm all of it. Yeah. Oh, no. No, it's not. It's not. Oh, an no. Oh, no. It's like one of those, like, I just woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. Like, I woke up, didn't know where I, I like, well, first of all. I ended up having like a sleepover in my sister's room with all the dogs and I woke up and was just kind of like thrown off like where am I what time Uh, is it and I had originally planned on working out first thing in the morning but I was so groggy so I was like oh I'll cancel and I'll go to the noon and then I was like ah man so I ended up getting some work done didn't go to nine remembered we were supposed to record at 1230 so I had to cancel my noon class I was so frustrated and then you forgot what time it was and I was like oh wait that works out so I re-download my noon class because we were going to record later today and then I've just been off ever since interesting like every like even down to like what I posted today like I messed up spelling like three times and had to like take it down repost like I'm just a mess today I'm so sorry. No, it's nothing. It's nothing bad. It's just one of those days where you just like, you just roll. You're like, can it be tomorrow already? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I just want to like face mask and read and go oh, to bed. Nice. <laughs> That's where I'm at. <laughs> but uh, on on a positive note, we did the workout. And we made it to recording, and that's mm-hmm. that's the that's what's important today. I mean, that's a huge victory. And it is a huge victory because when I get in those days, it's hard for me to do anything. I too, mean, so. I f- I get, yeah, I felt so indecisive this morning because I was like, wait, what do I what do I do? And I had yeah. to like sit and kind of like regroup and make a list of what actually had yeah to be done today. So I don't know. Aww. I feel off. <laughs> I also like supposed to start my period like yesterday, oh, so gosh. she's coming. So there's all that. Should we play some like relaxing music and breathe? Ooh, a little breathworks class. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> For like a second. I love a breathworks class. No, it's Have funny. you done a breathworks class? I did it with you. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Did I tell you I just went and did another one? Well, not just, but like recently. Um, 
like not in detail, but you told me you did like a bunch of stuff at that retreat. So it wasn't there. It was at a oh. different place. And I did a, a, a breathing class on the ocean. So it wasn't as intense where the one Taryn and I went to was indoors and on a loudspeaker. And it was very intense. And she was like trying to bring out your childhood trauma. So yes. it was very like emotional. It was also and... a very small group. Yeah. So it was mm-hmm. very intentional, very... Um, very intense and yeah. very personal. But this other one that I went to was on the beach. So it was it was a little, not as intense, a much bigger group. And the weirdest thing happened. So the last time I like, I started hyperventilating with the one that Taryn went to, I started hyperventilating and like sobbing emotionally. Everything, my whole body felt really tense. And this one, I was very relaxed and my hands were, you know how you, when you're in um, Shavasana and like yoga, you lay with your palms mm-hmm. for like, I can't talk. Palms with your like palms facing up. up. Yeah. My palms started slowly like turning inward towards my body and cr- my fingers started curling and I couldn't straighten my fingers. Oh my God, that's terrifying. It was so weird. It felt like I was paralyzed. Like my, my hands couldn't move and the rest of my body felt like heavy, but I could still move it. But my hands were like curled in, fingers curled and like stuck. That's e- terrifying. Even after... It was like it like slowly had to relax to come out, but it was like built up energy. That's what she said. Oh, dear. yeah, coming that's, out. And that's terrifying. <laughs> it was great. I was Sounds like, what? like my calf cramps in the middle of the night. <laughs> so I went. <laughs> yeah, a little different. <laughs> calf cramps, just slightly. Um, Honestly, I've been so like lazy and blah because it's been so hot. Oh, I can't. It's I can't. been miserable. I've been cooking. Yeah, <laughs> every dinner I've been making like an elaborate dinner because I don't want to go outside. So I'm yeah. like, well, I don't want to order either. I'm trying to be better about. I've been ordering a lot. Yeah, I've been ordering like breakfast and lunch a lot. So I've been trying to make myself make dinner. Um, so I, yeah, I've been spending a lot of time. I made a uh, a short rib. Uh, this your weekend. pasta, I uh-huh. saw that. It looks beautiful. If you guys don't follow Half Baked Harvest, you should stop what you're doing and follow her because I have been a fan of her for years. She's an amazing cook, um, and she posted this recipe and it looked so good. And it was like a crock pot style recipe. Mm-hmm. So I literally I started it at 3 p.m. I think uh, during the day. Cook it cooked all night until 10. Then I put it in the fridge, brought her back out the next day, turned her back on, and it kept cooking. And it was delicious. And it just like fell apart. It's, it, it sounds it, delicious. It was in a red wine uh, braise, and we just put it over pasta. And oh my god, nice. I was, I was, I think I'm still <laughs> bloated from it, but I no <laughs> regrets, no regrets. It was. So I, good. I, I've always like been like, oh, you need to stop ordering Postmates, but then I feel like I've been forced to because my apartment complex I live in is literally Fort Knox. Like, you cannot get in there. Like, if you don't live there, yeah, there's like... There's also, like, leaving is kind of a task. Oh, you can't leave, you can't <laughs> stay, nothing. And even <laughs> if you think, if you think, you're like, haha, the gate was open, I got through. Yeah. No, 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 no. There's like four other hurdles you have to get through and you need specific keys, stickers yeah. on your car, everything. It sounds like so, Hotel California. Yeah, it's <laughs> you like... Can't, you can't go, but you you uh, can't get in either. Yeah. Good one, Ash. <laughs> I heard a rumor <laughs> that... Uh, Hotel California was actually a mental institution. Oh, I could see that. So anyways, 
Postmates <laughs> is hard because they can't get to you. Yeah. And then a lot of times, like, they'll, they, like, won't call you in time. And then if they do call you, it takes you forever to, like, get down to somebody to get For it. sure, yeah. So out of just pure inconvenience, I've stopped using Postmates. Lovely. So it's, like, great. But it also sucks because I have to cook now because I'm, like, well, I can't order. So it's, like, catch-22. Yeah, Anyways, continue. I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. If I... I would lean into that. Oh, I've I've leaned Your into it. Probably thriving as if like I made the choice, but really, <laughs> it was forced on me. Yeah, but yeah. Continue with your hotel California stuff. Oh well, my ex used to live in Norco, and apparently everyone in Norco knows that there's a mental institution, mental institution, institution in Norco that was the original building that the song was written about, mm. and um, <clears throat> they wrote it. Like a like it's a hotel and it's telling this funny story, but if you listen to the words, it's like you can't get in, and, and once you're in, like you can't leave. And they're talking about being institutionalized. Interesting. That's what I learned Way from to ruin my like time a in Marco. Great vacation song for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> now they're like, listen wait, closely. Why do I like? This I'm so serious. Much? Listen closely. You're gonna be like, oh wait. Interesting. Um, should we, you know, get rolling? Doesn't it feel like we've been talking forever? It's only nine. I was minutes. gonna say we do. You, uh, yeah. <laughs> Good talk. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna keep vibing, but we can vibe, girl. I'm always done. <laughs> no, vibe. you're done. I'm not done. Okay. What else do you want to talk about? I have exciting news. Oh, okay. I'm moving out of my sister's place. Have you not place. said it here yet? No. Oh, what uh, did you know? This is big. Well, I don't know. I don't remember <laughs> what we talked about. Ten minutes ago. I am moving out of my sister's place, not far, like five minutes away, and I'm so very excited about it. Yes. So if you have been a fan of, I already announced it on YouTube, but if you've been a fan of my YouTube channel for a long time and I've just watched um, my everyday life with my sister since we moved out of my parents' house, big change happening. Mm -hmm. uh, for the first time ever, I'm going to be living on my own, mm -hmm. in my own space, doing my own thing. And I'm very, very, very excited about yes. it. I'm telling everyone because it's officially official. Yes. And I'm the type of person where if it's not official, I won't tell a soul. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, very excited for that. So if you don't follow me on YouTube, follow me on YouTube because we're about to go on an adventure together. Yes. Another thing that we're going to be adventuring together as a fam, as a podcast fam, is October series is around mm -hmm. the corner. It is mid-September now. October is like a week away. Yeah. A week away. Actually, oh, I had it. Oh, shoot. I didn't screenshot it, but I did see a DM where someone was saying, technically Halloween this year falls on a Monday. So she was saying that she feels super gypped because usually we do an extra episode for Halloween on for sure. top of it. For sure. For so sure. We hear you, and we can talk about that. Maybe we can do an extra, like we release one Saturday before Halloween or something. Because wait, I love everybody that. wants that extra episode. I think, I think, guys, and I think we want it too. So let's just agree, we all want this, and we will be putting out an extra episode. Yeah. I think that'd be great. She was we like, totally we feel do cheated. normally do, yeah, an extra, yeah, because what well, we always release one on Halloween, but this year Halloween is Monday. Yeah. So that's a total of five episodes. If we do an extra, that'll be six. Yeah. Okay, then. I mean, or we could just release two on Monday, you know? Yeah, yeah. Bonus episode. But people have spoken. We hear you. Fascinating. Well, 
We're very excited about it. You guys yeah. already know. We have merch coming out. If you haven't noticed, uh, uh, it's plastered all over Instagram. <laughs> so follow us on Instagram. We have a new uh, sweat set available for you guys, specifically for our October series fanatics mm-hmm. and um we were planning on you know just wearing them all through the month of october together Seriously. um so check that out on instagram if you don't follow the podcast on instagram follow us there get your merch and if you have a scary story send it in the rule is the title has to say october series in all caps so we can find it and put it in its own folder um otherwise it gets very messy also i'm very excited oh my god one more thing i have already secured two very very scary stories. but I'm so excited about it. I haven't it. even started looking. Okay, chill. Give me like a week. <laughs> I'm stoked. No, first come, first serve. That's okay. the rule, Taryn. Okay. That's the rule, Taryn. So if you guys have a story, write it in so Taryn can find it. <laughs> she needs your help. Okay. <laughs> uh, good times. Well, anything else you'd like to say, Ash? <laughs> no. I think that's everything. This is—is is this what you feel? Because I feel like I usually talk more than you. Is this how? You, like, do you feel like you're like, what is she talking about now? Or is it like, well, Taryn, you wanted to get into it, so I was just filling up. I was just filling up the time. No, but I'm saying, like, what do you think about when I just like go on rants where I start talking for long periods of time? I listen. Really? Yeah. Because sometimes you Isn't look like what you're, you're supposed like, to do. Stop talking. It's you just have my a, face. You have a stop talking face. Well, is that just your normal face? Your poor boyfriend. <laughs> He's all okay. Oh, she doesn't want me to dig tell at her my about face. My you said it. You said it's just my face. Um, I love your beautiful face. I miss your beautiful face. <laughs> I miss walking out of my bedroom door at the same time as you. Yeah, that was good, time. good times. We both be like no makeup, hair in a messy bun, just a wreck. Yeah. Love it. Um, Okay, yeah. Let's do, do you have a tearing it up? (laughs) Do I? Do I ever. This one is titled Tearing It Up Wedding Edition. And for those of you that don't know, Tearing It Up is a segment where you strictly send in funny, embarrassing stories. I have an embarrassing wedding story. I'll tell it after. Perfect. All right. Hi, Taryn and Ashley. Hi. I first wanted to tell you that I love your podcast, and I'm a huge fan of both of you. I look forward to listening to your podcast on my long commute home from work, and best of all, I love hearing all the dad jokes and Ashley's reactions to them. (laughs) So, on to my tearing it up. Last year, I had a bridal shower to go to for my fiancé's friend's fiancé. Yes, that's a tongue twister. Fiancé. But I'll say it again. My fiancé's friend's fiancé. Yeah. I was a bit nervous because I really didn't know anyone other than that girl and didn't know the bride that well either. However, I was excited because it was the first time in a year I was actually able to go out somewhere fancy since COVID. On Saturday, I got ready with a full face of makeup and curled my hair, which I typically don't do. I grabbed my things and the gift and headed off since the place was quite a drive away. Once I got there, I was about five minutes late due to some traffic and just hurried into the restaurant where the bridal shower was located. The hostess led me up the stairs to where the bridal shower was. And once I got to the room, I didn't recognize anyone. I didn't see the bride, but figured she was in the bathroom or busy with things. So I just walked on in. However, when I walked in, everyone just looked at me 
kind of weird. Like, and people were already finishing their lunch. I knew I was late, but I didn't think I was that late to where people were actually done eating. I then walked to the back to leave my gift at the gift table and then found a random table to sit in. Well, here's where it gets good. I sit down and the people at the table are just staring at me. The guy next to me says, hi, and asks for my name. I tell him my name and he then asks, do you know the bride or the groom? I went on to say the groom and told him how the groom and my fiance were partners and worked together at a police department. I look around and the people are just looking at me weirdly and laughing. Then the guy tells me that he's the groom. Oh, my gosh. I look at him just completely. I mean, I figured she was in the wrong place, but to actually be talking to the The groom. The groom. The groom. All caps. I was so embarrassed that I immediately apologized for crashing his soon-to-be wife's bridal shower. I got up, grabbed my gift, and walked out as fast as I possibly could. I went to the back room where there was another banquet room, thinking that I was just in the wrong room. But that room was empty. I went into my purse and looked at the invitation to see that I came a day early. No And the bridal shower was on Sunday, not Saturday. And she has the emoji with the big eyes and the eyebrows that are raised. So the moral of the story is always double check the day of the invitation. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you all had a good laugh. Love, Alicia. She adds in parentheses, yes, you can say my name. Oh, my gosh. That is like like a movie. It's exactly what you said. It's so clearly she's at the wrong bridal shower, but then she sat down. What are the odds? You sit down next to the groom and tell him that you're here because you know the groom. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because like, I mean, I've never known anyone personally, but that's like a thing. Like people will like crash weddings for like the free food and gifts and like whatever. Yeah. So I'm sure like in their mind, they were like, is Uh, this girl really trying to like pull this off? It would have been funny to try and pull it off if if you hadn't sat next to the groom because that's, unfortunately that ruins everything. Well, if she hadn't, I wonder how long it would have taken before someone were to be like, hey honey, I think you're in the wrong place. I don't know. Oh my God. That's hilarious. It's like, like going in the like the wrong class and you like sit there forever until finally like the professor walks out and then you're just like, oh, shoot. Have yeah. you ever done that? Uh, I did it a couple times. And it was always like the first week of school. Yeah. When you walk to the first class and you sit down yep. and then they're like, hey, biology Welcome students, physics. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And, and you're, you're like, like oh, uh, I'm a comm major. <laughs> Got to yeah. get out of here. <laughs> Bad times. No, my embarrassing... Well, I've done plenty of embarrassing things at weddings, but I... I'm... As many of you know, Ashley's seen this side of me a lot. I'm weirdly competitive. Mm -hmm. Like, I can definitely get out of hand. And when it comes to the bouquet toss, like, I get a little bit psychotic because I don't even care that it's, like, the symbol of, like, your next because that does not work because I've caught, like, seven and... (laughs) I'm still very single, so <laughs> that's crap. But it's just the whole, like, no, like, I I can catch this over these girls, you know? Yeah. I've ripped it out of people's hands. I've, like, knocked over a child. Like, I'm not proud of myself. Dear I'm God. Just, I'm just painting the picture. Right. So at one of my friend's weddings, I caught the bouquet, and I was, like, so pumped. And then, like, a couple weeks later, she was, like... <laughs> She was like, hey, she like tagged us on was like the photographer just put up all his photos. And I was like, oh, cool. 
So I'm scrolling through and I get to the bouquet catching section. Yeah. The first one, I was like, oh God, because I looked like I was ready to commit murder. Like every other woman standing there smiling, talking to each other, and I'm dead staring at the bride like this is my moment. The next one was an action photo. God. I did not realize the dress I was wearing was one of those, like, it bounces with you. Mm-hmm. So the dress was up to, like, my chony level. Mm-hmm. Um, my thighs were very clearly in an action shot, shot like, slapping together. <laughs> because <laughs> there was, like, a wave. Right. And I'm, like, up in the air catching this thing. It is the most embarrassing photo that's ever been taken of me. And I was so bitter towards the photographer because I'm, like... Why post this? Why would you post? Like, you have to look at these photos. You edited this photo. Like, (laughs) you saw my rippling thighs. The photographer loved that photo. Why? But why? And I just remember, like, sitting there because I always go through this moment where an unflattering photo is posted of me. And I have this moment where I'm like, okay. Is this in your head and is this that important? Like, mm-hmm. if you feel like you look like chunky in a photo with your friends, like, is it worth focusing on that or just being like, no, this is a great memory and I'm going to look back at this time, not focus on myself? Yeah. Or is it so bad to where you have like the right <laughs> to say something? Yeah. So, with this one, I stared at it for a while. I got the reaction of some, some of my friends when I showed them it and they yeah. were like, oh, like, so. So awkward. So I finally reached out to her and I was like, hi, I'm not comfortable with this photo. Just being like blasted out to the entire like wedding party. Is there any way we can ask it to get like removed from like the file? Yeah. And she was like so sweet. She's like, oh, my God, of course, of course. And then we like laughed about it. But it was funny is like so bad. Like everyone else probably just laughed at it. But it's not. It's one of those. Well, maybe I need to see it. No, no, (laughs) no. (laughs) <laughs> it was that bad, Ash. Oh, no. It was that bad. Oh, My no. dress was so high. <laughs> so high. <laughs> the moral of the story is relax with the bouquet tosses. Chill out or wear shorts. <laughs> or wear Nike biker or wear shorts. biker shorts. Control your face. Yeah. Oh, shit. Anyways, that's one of my embarrassing moments. Today's episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. If you guys have not heard of Book of the Month, where have you been hiding? Me and Ash are both on the journey of trying to be readers. She's definitely there. I'm on my baby steps way there. So obviously we were so pumped to partner with Book of the Month because their mission is to help readers discover new books they love and to promote the work of emerging authors. And guys, they literally make it so easy to decide which book to read next. Each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles. They pick the five to seven of the best new books for you to choose from. All the books are good, so you cannot go wrong. And they offer great prices on new release hardcover fiction, much cheaper than other options. Shipping is always free and it's super fun. Books are delivered in a bright blue box. A fun app to pick your book and track reading process is available. And they have reading challenges with rewards. 
My December read was so epic. It was called Butcher and Blackbird. And let me just read the little sentence they give you that totally sold me. Serial killers need love too. Don't take our word for it. Read this biting, steamy, and edgy murderers to lovers tale. Like, come on. Like, it totally sold me. If you guys would like to check out Book of the Month, just head on over to bookofthemonth.com to pick a book and join Book of the Month. For a limited time, you can join and get the first book for just $5. Just use code unsolicited. Again, that's bookofthemonth.com, code unsolicited. Happy reading. Hello, everyone. It's Taryn and Ashley from Unsolicited Advice. And if you want to listen to our show without ads, you can now. Just go to unsolicitedadvice.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting our show too. That's unsolicitedadvice.supercast.com. Okay, let's get into stories. Let's do it. My story is titled, Is Anxiety Ruining My Entire Life? Mm. I'm just going to take a stab at it. Probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Sounds same. about right. Could same. Like, honestly, if if I never had, like, fear or anxiety, I feel like I'd be, like, a billionaire. <laughs> famous. For sure. Famous dancer, yeah, singer. What's there to hold you back? Anything. Yeah. I would have, like, shot no for the stars. No fear? You would have gotten that bouquet. <laughs> oh, I, bro, I got it. Bro, I got oh, it. Oh, you got it? I just paid the price <laughs> with my rumbling thighs. Oh, okay. Um, let's get into this. Hey, Ash and Taryn. I want to start off by saying your podcast gets me through so many work days. I'm a fairly new listener to the podcast as I've switched jobs and do a lot of sitting at a desk now. And your guys' podcast has quickly become one of my faves. My name is Cheyenne, and you are more than welcome to say it. I want to include a brief trigger warning because she mentions slightly mental health and suicide. So if this is a sensitive topic to you, please just skip ahead for this story. Um, We love you, and obviously we try to be super positive, but you have to take care of yourself. So if this is something that makes you uncomfortable or triggers you easily, just go ahead and skip ahead. For a little bit of backstory, I'm 26 years old and I've been in a six year long relationship with my boyfriend and we're currently looking for our first home together. Congratulations. I know. Congratulations. Also, more importantly, I am an Enneagram six. Give us the brief. So uh, my mom is a six and I have another friend, dear friend who's close to me. That's also a six. They are the loyalist. And they are very, like, pack-oriented. So if you're in their pack, they will die for you. They will do anything for you. But they also tend to be very protective of that pack and don't let just anyone in. Their um, struggle in life is fear, and they're very anxious, and they tend to look for the worst in everything. Not to be negative, but to, like, prepare for it. So... You know, for example, like if they're walking into a room, they're, they've probably seen every exit. They probably pay attention on like a flight to the exit plan so that they're prepared. It's not to be a negative Nelly and bring you down. It's to honestly to protect you. Yeah. 
themselves and their loved ones, but that's what they struggle with. Like I remember you went on a trip when we first became friends and I was at your house when you were packing and like your mom came over and she had done all this research and Mm -hmm. she was like spitting out these statistics of like the crime Mm -hmm. and like things that had happened and things that happened to people who are traveling and you were just like, you need to stop. And she's doing it out of love, but also like that fear can kind of like take over to where you miss out on so much because you're like, yeah. yeah. And like, now that I'm older and, you know, me and my mom are are in a better place. When you're younger, it's just like, mom, stop. You know, I get what she was doing. She wanted me to be aware and prepared and informed. Um, But also maybe don't tell me the night before, you know, like I'm trying to plan and now I'm going to be thinking about it while I'm at the airport, you know, like I don't want to think that way. Um, But it is a really beautiful thing and it's all out of love. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Okay. I would love your guys' advice on these feelings I've been having for quite a few years now. I'm almost 27 and have no idea what I want to do with my life. I feel like I'm so far behind and running out of time. I have anxiety and have for as long as I can possibly remember. I also developed depression around the age of 12 and 13, which is such a hard, those are such hard years just in general. Those are the, ugh, those ages are rough. Yeah. And have struggled with it immensely till I was about 23 when I took initiative to improve my lifestyle and it has helped so much. But because of my developing depression at a young age, I truly thought I was going to end my life before I got into my 20s. So I didn't plan for for the future like the rest of the kids in my grade did. I thought I'm not going to be around then. So what's the point? But now here I am at 26 wanting to live a fulfilling life and I have no idea how to. I worked in fast food from 17 to 26 and just got a new job in a manufacturing setting. And while it's paying me more money and has better benefits, I still don't feel like it's what I want to do for the rest of my life. Yet my anxiety is standing in the way of letting me make a change about it. I'm not a very social person, so any job I feel like I would like in a social setting, such as real estate agent, kindergarten teacher, or owning my own small business, seems way too intimidating for me. On the same note, I always wanted to do YouTube or work from home, but I don't have the room for YouTube where I live now. I also feel like I'd have such a rough time with video ideas because I'm not creative, lol. And it seems... Many work from home jobs need some type of degree, which I don't have and is yet another thing I'm too anxious to do. So my question for you guys is first, how can I stop having these thoughts that I'm behind in life and need to catch up? And second, how can I push through my anxiety to make the kind of change I need in my life? Thank you guys so much for reading. I'm going to include a picture of me and my boyfriend at his sister's wedding since I know you guys love pictures. Love you guys so much and I'm wishing you both nothing but the best. Love, Cheyenne. We do love pictures. She's so Aww, gorgeous. I, that color looks great on you and also, it goes with your look tattoos. Look at her tattoos. Yeah. Oh my wow. gosh, I'm obsessed. You should always wear orange. Obsessed. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. Um, oof. So I feel like I feel like we should first like congratulate her on what like overcoming her depression and starting to look yes. towards the future. Like, yes, that's that is such a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I feel like sometimes it's easy to just get right into like your problems and you don't take the time to step back and be like, yeah, but look where I've come from. Like, right. 
I've done a lot, like, and I've overcome a lot. And I feel like if you enter into stuff with being, like, proud of yourself and loving on yourself, the outcome of how you attack problems is going to be different than if you're just focusing on, I can't believe I, I feel like I'm behind. I can't do this. I can't do this. Like, yeah. Look I what mean, you've the done. Fact that, the fact that she even wrote this email mm-hmm. and is talking about it. Like, because it's a thing, you know, I feel like when you're in the middle of depression, it's almost you can't even say it out loud. It's got such a chokehold on you. So the fact that you're even able to talk about it and articulate it and and vent about it to us shows that you're you're coming out of it and it's losing its grip, which is so exciting. Yeah. And it's a huge, exciting step that should be um, celebrated because that's a big moment. Um, I feel like there's a lot of things to address here as far as the feeling behind that is a normal feeling and unfortunately I feel like it doesn't go away it, it's like it's one of those things where I felt behind in high school because I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do either I feel behind now in life because all my friends have three and a half kids and I'm nowhere near that you know I feel behind because a lot of my friends have been working towards their careers for such a long time and are in like a good groove of things and I'm I have a very unstable job so there's feeling behind in life is normal and it's not necessarily um, a bad thing. I think it's it's just one of those things where sometimes your your life is different than everyone else's and it shouldn't be compared, but it shouldn't ever have any negative effect on you or how you view yourself. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense. And I think that's like Ash said, I think that's a very normal thing. Um, I feel like I hit this point where it kind of switched for me because – I had my I had my hardest time like around 23, 24, because that was when I went through my big breakup and I went from, you know, I know what I want to do with my life. I'm in school still, but like I'm excited about school. I'm in this relationship. We're going to get married when we graduate. And like everything was totally set to then like not only like what do I do now, but like I have no identity. Like I'm a broken shell of a person Mm -hmm. so it was like I feel like that like kind of like jolted me to this new place where I don't think I necessarily see things as being behind anymore as I've learned that everyone's journey is so freaking unique Mm -hmm. like I mean you look at even like um Viola Davis like you would look at her and be like, oh, my gosh, she's this big, well-known actress. But you listen to her story and she started acting like way into like an older age that typically you see actors that grow up like acting as kids and going up. Mm-hmm. Same thing with. um, Oh, my gosh, I just forgot his real name. Nick Miller. <laughs> Jake. Thank Jake you. Johnson. Thank you. Um, And he was like older, like he was already married and like had his life established and then started doing, he was like doing comedy stuff and Mm -hmm. then started breaking into it. And I think sometimes like we are the ones that tell ourselves what we think like society's timeline is. Yeah. And then that's what puts like the pressure into it. But in reality, like everyone's life and journey is so freaking different. Like so different. And I look at... I look at people who are living the narrative of what I thought would be my life. Mm -hmm. You know, like some of my friends who got married right out of college, started popping out babies, all these things. And, you know, some of them, not all of them, but some of them are not enjoying their lives right now. Mm -hmm. Like are going through really serious relationship issues, like 
really serious like stuff with parenting Mm -hmm. and they're looking at me and envying my lifestyle so it's like i think i think it is all literally in our heads and anyone who pushes a timeline on you it's coming from the same exact place of insecurity and what they've heard and tried to form to fit into society's view as well yeah me and my sister had this revelation a few years ago um i did softball in fourth grade and uh was encouraged to do so by like my teachers and like the pe teacher and the coach and i was scared to do it because everyone had been doing softball Mm -hmm. for years and I was just starting in fifth grade, yeah. fourth grade. And then my sister had the same thing happen to her. She wanted to start cheerleading in middle school. She was terrified to do so because all the girls had been doing dance yep. lessons and going to dance classes and doing cheer for years. And she was just now getting into it in middle school. Yeah. I'm, we're talking yep. 12. Like it's, it's, it's a society thing that is pushed on us that we need to just we just need to get rid of it. Yeah, and we need to get watch, that out like, of our head. Uh, what was that? There was a a dance show. Um, dance moms. No, it was like America's Best Dancer. I don't know, something like that. And there were some dancers that were on that 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 were like phenomenal. And then the parts where they were telling their backstories, they had only been dancing for like four years. Yeah. So it's just, that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't make sense. And I think the reason, and I want everyone to hear what I'm saying. I think the reason a lot of people are failing in life is because they're trying to measure up to a standard that does not exist. Mm -hmm. So you are putting yourself into these situations where you're like, oh, I should be here and I'm not. So hence, I'm not in a good place in life. Instead of the fact that your structure and your timeline could be exactly where you are and yeah. you actually are thriving. Yeah. But it's it's this messed up pressure. And I think instead of we've talked about this so much, stripping emotion away from like um like envy and jealousy. So mm-hmm. instead of being able to be like, dang, my friends are married and it makes me kind of sad because I want to be married. And taking it as like, wow, that's a confirmation that I want to have kids someday. Yeah. And that's a desire that I want. Yeah. Instead of just like Taking it for what it is and being okay with that emotion, we instantly start to be like, oh, my gosh, they're married and I'm not, which means I'm probably not going to get married and all these things. Mm -hmm. And then you spiraled into this again, this comparison that only you are participating in. I think I have a solution and a good solution. I think what we're lacking and, and, and I'm talking to everyone here because everyone has those areas where you feel behind, quote unquote, in. I think what you're we're lacking in is the like success in that category. You're wanting that like, oh, I, I've done this. Check it off. You know, um, so I think what you got to do is instead of p- putting yourself in all of these unrealistic goal situations, as I think you need to make a list of your own goals. Like if you want to start it and this is me coming from my own personal experience if you want to start a youtube channel make yourself film one video a month Mm -hmm. and check off that to-do list like check it off the list and then move on to the next thing if you you know if you're wanting to uh buy a place or or get your own place like make a timeline make a budget and make it happen and then you're you'll be reaching your own goals um 
And I think that'll be, I think seeing that like tangibly, like a whole list, a board of your goals and seeing yourself checking off those goals will help you realize you are on your own path and you are making your way down that path. You're doing the right thing and you're headed in the right direction. It's not the same direction as your friends, but like, is it supposed to be? No. Yeah. So I think, I think make the goal list, make it big, like put it on your mirror, put it on your wall and start checking off those goals um, so that you can see that you are you are on the right path. Yeah, yeah. I think I think too. Like understanding, you know, sometimes things happen and it's out of your control. So, you know, if if for for instance, say like you are trying to like buy a house, mm-hmm. and then something happens like COVID where you lose your job, mm-hmm. a medical expense comes up, and you're not able to do it, and you have to just rent an apartment, mm-hmm. like. That is then okay. change the goal. And I think I think there's so many times like we just get so stuck in it's either I'm succeeding or I'm failing instead of like how about we just live life and try to be the best people we can be and have meaning in it. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's so sad because I, I do I used to be very victim of this and the freedom that I've experienced from changing just the way I'm thinking has helped me so much, especially through all my like my own depression and like binge eating stuff. Like that's why I got so deep in that hole is because I was comparing myself to people in my life and the way that their bodies looked and the way that they ate and exercised and and the way that they said like, no, this is the right way. When, like, that wasn't necessarily for me. So me trying to force myself into that created this, like, really unhealthy dynamic. And then you add, like, depression and, like, years of, you know, body dysmorphia and stuff onto that. And now I'm, like, in this hole that I literally can't get out of without help. You know yeah. what I mean? And it and it all stems from, again, not me actually focusing on what is reality and what's, like, in my heart and what's going on and what I want but focusing on what I think everyone else in my life is thinking about me. Like if I gain a little bit of weight, everyone's pitying me and everyone thinks I look disgusting. Mm -hmm. Is that reality? I don't know. But like, even if it is, I've said this so many times that that is showing an ugliness in someone else. Not me. Yeah. That has nothing to do with me. And I I forget. I just read something recently. Uh, I follow this guy online. He does a lot of like mental health stuff. And he was saying Anytime you find yourself focusing on what other people are thinking, 90% of the time, what you're putting in their heads is just what you're thinking about yourself. So you're projecting your fear, your insecurities onto other people. So, yeah. It's like the whole, like, in a relationship, if one person's cheating, they're going to constantly be accusing the other person of cheating. Worry that they're cheating. Because they've seen what they've done. Yeah. So so I, I think, Cheyenne, like, I think, first of all, you need to acknowledge where you've come from and be so freaking proud of yourself. Mm -hmm. I when I turned around and started hyping myself up and being my own best friend and like wing woman, I experienced a power within me that I've never experienced before. Yeah. Like, I don't need anyone like I have myself. And you shouldn't. 
Fully. So I think that needs to be a switch to where when you talk about yourself, you're like, I'm so proud of where I've come from. I also think you need to switch your narrative because nobody's where they they feel like they're supposed to be. And also that pressure is literally imaginary in your mind. Mm-hmm. So be confident about where you're at and be proud of it. Anytime someone makes a comment and I've had them made um, about like, dang, girl, you need to get started. Like, your clock is ticking. Like, you need to find a man. Like, for me, I just always am like, yeah, it'll come. But, like, I'm so pumped for, like, the stuff going on in my life. And I don't let that deter me from being proud of who I am and, like, where yeah. I've come from. Also, that's very old, very traditional thinking. Very, very, So very. they need to check themselves. Very, very, very. Um, The other thing I would say, too, is I think that – you know, you your situation is unique to where like you weren't thinking about investing in a future and now you are. So give yourself a grace period to change. Like even even with what I've experienced in the last few years of trying to change a mentality I've had since I was like probably I mean, I can trace back some of the thoughts I struggle with to like uh, probably like fifth grade. Um, and that's that's a long time like Mm -hmm. if you you hear psychologists talk about the brain of like a thought creates almost like it's like water running in the same thing it starts to like make the rock have like a crevice in it Mm -hmm. so if you have an unhealthy thought that's been going over and over and over like your brain literally has formed pathways to frequently go to those thought to that thought process so it's a lot of correcting it's a lot of grace when you go to that being like oh wow yeah that's definitely an old thought i used to have mm-hmm. but like i know better now yeah so actively I think, I think i've said this on the podcast actively combating those yes, negative thoughts yes but actively the second oh, yeah. they come you need to fight it off yeah mm-hmm. i've done too like my self-talk is something i've really invested in mm-hmm. so every time like um the other day, like, <laughs> I talked to myself in the mirror, like, frequently, but, like, I... As you should. ...caught myself in, like, my reflection, and I just... It was not a flattering day for me, and I, like, had a bad thought, and then I literally locked eyes with myself, and I was like, you've got this. Like, you're hot. The self five. Like, yeah, and I just, like... I think your self-talk is very important, so learning how to, like, hype yourself up when you're feeling low... And then I think just setting like small goals. Like if you don't thrive in social atmospheres, then do the research to find jobs that that's not a giant component of Mm -hmm. it or start to like push yourself in other areas and that will trickle into your job. Mm -hmm. Like even I struggled with confrontations with certain people and then I got a job as working in an office of a school and I had multiple parents call me and chew me out that, I don't know what that is about like parents and school yeah. administrators but they're they're not babies. always nice so that taught me so much confidence of even though like the first couple times like I would literally hang up and start crying mm-hmm. like practicing being like no I need to carry myself I would listen to the other ladies in the office and how they would talk and be like you know what? I'm sorry that you're upset. If you would like, I can find, you know what I mean? Certain Mm -hmm. things like that to where I was like, okay, I can do this. And I would practice and keep going until I got stronger and stronger. And now I feel like I could be in any confrontation anywhere Mm -hmm. and I would know how to handle myself. But it took like really intentional pushing myself in ways that I was uncomfortable and doing the work to like work on that. So work on it in areas outside of like your job necessarily. And then I think as you start to get that 
like footing back up of being like, no, I can be confident in these situations. Then I think pursuing jobs that make sense for you. Yeah. And if I can just like take a moment to talk about the whole YouTube thing, I, it's very rare to find an actual original creative YouTuber. Yeah. Most of what we do is trends. Yeah. And when I first started YouTube, I didn't know what the hell I was doing either. I literally copy pasted. I would see a trendy video and I'd be like, or I would sit down intentionally and try to find trendy videos that I thought resonated with me that I thought I could do well. And I would literally copy paste. I'd make it my own. You know, but I would be like, oh, morning routine done. I can do that. It'll be my morning routine, you know, and then, oh, you want to see what I eat in a day done. I can do that. I'll show you what I actually eat in a day. So you do make it yours. Um, But don't start with feeling like you have to create a whole brand like right off the top. Just make the video. I think a lot of people struggle in um, social media by thinking that they have to create a full brand, a name, like an aesthetic, uh, a inside joke, a hashtag yeah. to go with the whole thing. And all that's going to do is keep you from posting Yeah, because it's going to hold you back. So what I would do is just make the freaking channel and yeah. post the, post the video and then forget about that video and post the next one. And I think, I think that can be taken and put into a lot of areas of life. It doesn't yeah. have to be just YouTube, but that's what I've learned yeah. from YouTube. So if YouTube is a goal, then just do it, baby. No yeah. one no one on YouTube knows what they're doing. <laughs> so well, honestly, just just yeah. shoot your shot and go for it. Like that's that's the beauty of YouTube is everyone can do it. Yeah. And I think too, like figuring out like what your what your motive is for mm-hmm. it. And I know like I mean I was so lucky because I had Ash and Alicia like in my corner when I decided to start it. Like mm-hmm. you guys were like, just do it and giving me like all the advice that you guys had accumulated over the years. Yeah. But I remember you guys telling me like what you're doing, make sure it's something that you love and you're proud of. Yeah. And focus on even if like it gets no views, maybe like one person saw it and it changed their life. And I think you guys told me that specifically because you knew that was my motivation for well, it. Well, I think I, I, think I wanted we knew what you wanted to do with your channel yeah, exactly. in the long run. Yeah. So like me defining what I wanted to do, I wanted it to be something that helped people. Yeah. Then there's times I have to like I did a video it was like a couple months ago that was like my favorite video I've ever done because it was like tools for anxiety and I was so pumped for it and it didn't do well and mm-hmm. I still I still don't quite understand why because I feel like everybody struggles with anxiety mm-hmm. but for whatever reason whether it was the algorithm the thumbnail who knows the right freaking algorithm who freaking knows but I found myself getting in this like this area where I started being like, oh, like it didn't do well, like yeah. whatever. And yeah. then I had to sit back and Been be like, there. yeah, but Taryn, like, are you proud of it? Do you love yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And then I read comments and I heard people saying like, this impacted me so much. And I'm like, so you have, you helped people. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's one person There's or a thousand people. Yeah. Like you've got to do it for the right reason. So it's all about like figuring out, stripping everything away, figuring out your motives for things and then focusing on that. Yeah. And I think it's also don't lie to yourself because I've, I've met people. I personally would used to say like, if you don't do it for the money, like you should do it because you're passionate about it. And that's not necessarily true. If you're doing it for the money, then do it for the money. Do all yeah. the trendy videos. Just don't try to do a heart to heart with your, you know, 
yeah. viewers because that's not what they're looking for. But like if you're trying to do something very niche, which is what Taryn just did, it's not going to pop off. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking to a very small community of people that are actively Googling that, you know, yeah. that are looking for that on YouTube. Um, so it is going to be a smaller number. But the whole thing is you can't if that's what you're posting, then you can't focus on the numbers because it's not going to be the same turnaround. That's how kind of weird the algorithm is. Yeah. So don't think about numbers, first of all. Don't overthink it about the brand. Um, just make your channel and post something that you enjoy. Because yeah. if you enjoy it, you'll keep doing it. Yeah, no, I fully agree. Um, I hope this has helped you, Cheyenne. Uh, we love you so much and we're proud of you and where you've come from. And I think, honestly, the sky's the limit for you. It's just weeding through this part the the part you're in right now is like the worst part where you're like what do i do where am i going but yeah yeah yeah, just take that timeline expectation off you and just see where life leads you also you and your boyfriend are so cute so cute so cute okay we're gonna go ahead and get into my story now this one is titled leaving it in the past and living in the now not anonymous (laughs) i love that (laughs) Hello. Uh, She writes, hello, Taryn and Ash. Love your guys' podcast so much. It is so entertaining to listen to. And I really feel like I've gained so much wisdom from you guys. My name is Victoria, and you have permission to use my name. I am 23, an Enneagram 7, and a 2021 college grad working as an art teacher slash graphic design for a private school. Now, she writes in all caps. On to the sob story that leads to my issue. August 25th, 2020 is a day that has taken over the next 2.5 years of my life. I was in a motorcycle accident where I got hit by a car. It tore up my left leg to the point that I almost lost it. It's dramatic, but I felt like my life literally fell apart from then on. I wasn't able to go back in person to my senior year of college. I couldn't walk for months. I couldn't even work. I was in crazy amounts of pain, and my boyfriend at the time broke up with me. Oh, my gosh. This fool. I'll kill him. No, literally. And on top of all of that, the police report said that it was my fault. Ugh. And I just feel so stupid because of it. I mean, an accident is when you knock your glass off the counter, not when you almost kill yourself. Anyway, I graduated college and started work in 2021 while I was healing, which looking back was probably a really bad idea because I was miserable the entire time. This summer is the first time that I'm finally starting to feel a little bit like myself. I still am not 100% physically as I have to keep building back muscle, but I can do most things that I want to do. My issue is I just feel like I can't quite let it all be in the past yet. People keep telling me that I'm strong, but I don't want to be. I would trade almost anything to change that day. I have major FOMO from senior year of college and social media makes me so beyond jealous and disappointed in myself. I can't even look at my college grad pictures or watch a show that has something to do with graduation without getting angry or wanting to cry. I was really depressed for a long time and didn't even know it, but I'm finally at the point where I want to tackle this because with all of my leg issues, I don't want to spend the next years of my life carrying Mm -hmm. these emotions around. I know I'm too hard on myself, have trouble validating my feelings, and a very bad habit of just straight up ignoring my problems. 
but I just don't know how to stop it. I've tried grieving over it like you guys have talked about. I have signed up for therapy, but haven't had an appointment yet. And I'm trying to create logical, healthy habits like getting outside and having a a sleep schedule. But it's hard when I look at my leg every single day and see the ridiculous amounts of scars or I'm walking and I get pain in every single step. I just keep wishing it never happened. I had never drove my motorcycle that day. Maybe then I wouldn't have so many regrets from the last few years. I know there was a lot of good that didn't happen that day, but it doesn't change the bad that did. How do I leave something as big as this in the past and still enjoy the present? If you guys read this, I will literally tell everyone I know, love Victoria. And she has attached a picture of her with most of her leg being shown. And she also attached a picture of her at graduation with some teachers. Here's her and her leg. You are adorable. She's so cute. And then... Here is her graduation with her teachers. Mm. She's so pretty. You're gorgeous. Also, your hair. Stunning. So when I was reading this, I was just so taken aback by how, even though it probably doesn't feel like it right now, I feel like you have a, I feel like she has a really healthy grip on herself. Like she's, she's talking and she knows she needs to be gentle on herself. And you you very well articulated like what you're struggling with, which I feel like a lot of people aren't able to do. Um, so I'm just in, in general in genuine shock and awe over you and how you've, you've made it through this and are still going strong. Um, but I can't, I cannot imagine. So first of mm-hmm. all, I just want to say sorry for um, what you've experienced yeah. and even the fact that you were able to finish school like that w- I, like that would have been probably too much for me to even fathom at the time so th- I, I agree with your friends even though you're probably tired of hearing it I think you are a very strong incredible person yeah I think I think that you you are definitely at a point where it sounds like you're very intentionally like seeking help. Mm-hmm. Um, I I honestly think you need to go to therapy, and it's I'm, gonna change everything. And I'm saying that because I think that the what you are going through is so incredibly valid, and it's so incredibly deep. Mm-hmm. Because um, we, I I know I've I've said this before about you know, different stories, but in something where someone's life is drastically changed, mm-hmm. um, I heard like I've in something I've read before, but you, you have to go through a process where you mourn the loss of what you thought your life was going to be. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's intense. If you really think about it, mm-hmm. like if you think about if you've lost someone you love, like the mourning process is very hard and mm-hmm. difficult, and and it's not something that's just overnight. Yeah, but you have to mourn the loss of what your your thoughts were of what your future was going to be, so that you can then move into accepting the future that you do have. Yeah, and when I look at you, I see a beautiful woman who has been through so much and who has so much life ahead of her. And I think that you're not at a place where you can see that right now because you're still so tied to all of the things that life had 
potential for in your mind Mm -hmm. before the accident happened. Yeah. And I just think that this is a this is a big journey that you're going to have to go through. And I think no matter what anyone tells you, because it's very easy for us to be like, oh, my gosh, just like you should be so thankful that, you know, you can walk and you can do stuff. And or you survived. Yeah. A lot of people will take that that route. Yeah. Or people love to be like, well, at least you still have your leg, at least this, this. But when you're in a situation Mm -hmm. like that means crap to you. Yeah. Because cool. I'm still here. That doesn't. (laughs) diminish what you feel mm-hmm. instead it makes you feel like okay so are you saying i should feel guilty for being upset like yeah. my feelings aren't valid so the the area that you're in and the things that you're juggling are so ridiculously complex mm-hmm. and i don't think that we were meant to as people go through that stuff alone no um whether it's therapy whether it's people in your life whether it's researching reading books finding people there's so many people on tiktok that i've seen that have like gone through a life-altering change in their body and and they're sharing their process of how mm-hmm. they've learned to love their new one so i think it's being really intentional about that but i obviously will shove therapy down people's throats till the day that i die mm-hmm. because i've seen what it's done for people and i've seen what it's done for me and i just think that you are such a strong person, but I also think in certain areas, like you don't have to be like yeah. you need to be able to fall completely apart so that you can start the process of rebuilding who you are. Yeah. And I think I think one of the beautiful things about therapy is I struggle personally with opening up and falling apart in front of people. But there's something so refreshing well, about doing it in front of someone who legally can't tell anyone. Yeah. Legally, and who's definitely they heard something worse? Their license, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, they've heard something worse. Yeah. <laughs> so there's something about being able to sit in front of someone and just unload, cry, scream, yell. You can let them in on everything, and then know that they they are trained to guide you through this. Exactly. Um. So I think it might be really refreshing to not have someone sit there. And be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Or be like, oh, you're so strong. You've made it through it, you know. But to sit there and let you understand and feel how valid you are for having these feelings. And I think what you went through, like Taryn said, is is a very big life-altering thing that I think only a professional should yeah. be allowed to guide you through. And I, I think they, they'll help you release those. I think it's built up resentment. And it sounds like it's towards yourself yeah. um, that you need to let go of. And I think it takes a licensed and trained therapist to help you do that properly. Um, and then obviously you can include friends that you trust. Mm-hmm. But I ah, I agree with Taryn. I just highly push the therapy. I think that's going to change absolutely everything. I would call. I would annoy the hell out of them every single day until you get that appointment and you get it scheduled weekly. I think yeah. it's going to also be a life altering uh, moment for you. I, we've said this on the podcast. Taryn has a really cool uh, phrase that she says, but sometimes it takes a few therapists to find the right one. So if you get in there and you're like, didn't feel it like they were horrible what wasn't a good fit like just try to shake it off and go get another one and and be very intentional about finding that right fit because once you do I think I think that'll change the trajectory for you yeah and I I also think um you know like what Ash just referred to like I I always say it's like finding a pair of shoes so I'm a size seven and a half 
I could try on five pairs of seven and a halves. One might be too small, one might be too big, mm-hmm. one might be too long, too short, even though they're technically seven and a half. So mm-hmm. just because you go to a therapist yeah. doesn't mean they're going to vibe with like, you. Like I'm sure there's a physical aid fully. therapist for stuff like this. Oh, you fully. Know? And like I went to school to be a therapist and and when what I watched is a class full of individuals who had totally different temperaments, totally different approaches mm-hmm. to things. So my style of therapy when I did my like practice sessions is very like as I'm sure you guys can tell, very empathetic. Like I was the type of therapist that cried with you in a session. Now that to some people is their actual nightmare. Like your nightmare. They want <laughs> nightmare. therapists that are very hard and straight to the point and will just tell them what to do. I've gone to therapy sessions with people like that and I felt very like you don't give a crap about me. Mm-hmm. So it's just you literally have to find someone that you vibe with. Also, I will say when you have the mind of going into sessions as a therapist, people could have told me anything, right? Anything like the worst things you can imagine about what they've thought or felt or whatever. And you don't react out of a place of like, oh, dang, that's like a dark thought. Mm-hmm. You you are constantly trying to be strategic about how you can help that person reach a different level of healing. Yeah. So it's like all the pressure is taken off of having to say the right things, do the right things. Like you could literally go in and be like, I have dreams about this and I sometimes want to do this. And they're, they're there to help you process. So yeah. I think that you have done a lot of this by yourself and it's okay to step back and be like, okay, I don't know how to get from point A to point B and I think you need to lean on people that can help you. Mm-hmm. And also I just want to say I I am weird in that I think scars are beautiful. I really do because I think it makes a person unique and I think it points to a story and I know that like you're not at a place yet where your scar is something that you want to point to telling a story. Mm-hmm. If I met you and I was like, you caught me glance at your leg and we're like, oh, like I got actually got in a really bad motorcycle accident and almost lost my leg. To me, my reaction to that would be like, oh my gosh. And to be honest, I'd be like, dang, she's like so tough. Like yeah. she drove a motorcycle. Like those yeah. are the things I would focus on. If if you're meeting people in your life or if you ever had a guy or whoever in your life that was like turned off by your scar, then they're not meant to be oh, around in your also life anyways. Trash. Yeah, like <laughs> I feel like it's, I think people who have areas of um, damage, whether that's, mentally, emotionally, physically, anything. Mm-hmm. Even though like it's something that I've even looked at as like a crutch, mm-hmm. I've seen the older I got that it actually is this magical tool to weed out people that don't deserve to be in my life. Mm-hmm. If I tell a guy that I've struggled with mental health or I'm not gonna have sex until I'm married or whatever it is that are things that I think society would look at me and say is, are flaws, yeah. If they turn away because of them, I've learned to like shift my focus to be like, wow, I'm so thankful that like now I know. And I didn't waste two years of my life falling in love with someone who isn't able to like connect with a person on a deeper level than these things that don't matter to me. You know, and if people come along and and they put you in that position where you have to talk about it, if you don't want to talk about it, that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. What would I do? I would say it's a shark bite. I mean, sure. I would make up make up any other story. They don't deserve your story if you're not ready to share it. Like yeah. you can 
have fun with it. Make it a dramatic, like, oh my God, it bit my leg. I was surfing. It was crazy. But like, like I would probably do something like that. Laugh, walk away. Like, I'm not ready to share my story yet. And you don't have to tell anyone. Literally, until you are ready to talk about it, then you talk about it. Or just tell them to, like, butt out. (laughs) Yeah. If you don't feel like lying. Yeah. I love a good... ruse (laughs) yeah yeah I think I think this is a this is a hard part of your journey but I feel like I feel like you've been through so much and you've overcome so much so I'm really excited for what that's gonna look like you know seven she's an Enneagram seven so the FOMO's the the FOMO's real yeah I am very sorry for that that's got to be hard I struggle I have FOMO sometimes but not that bad if I decide I'd you know I'll, I'll it's never been a, a heavy struggle for me, but for sevens, it's got to be so difficult. Um, well, you can't. The thing is, is you can't change it. Like, yeah. And I know that's easier said than done, but there's certain things where, like, I'll freak out and be like, I can't believe I missed that. And then I finally, like, will be like, okay, but you can't do anything yeah. to get that back. So yeah. how about focusing on things you do have control of? Yeah. Like, if you want a crazy night out and to feel like you're a senior in high school, like, then call go your do girls. it. Call yeah. your girls. Call get your troops in. Up and do it. Recreate an outfit you wore senior year in high school. Like, say that's the dress code. Like, yeah. we have to dress in yeah. an outfit that we wore. Or, it, was senior, it was senior year of college. What'd I say? High school. Oh, college, college. Um, go to like a local place that was by your college, yeah. whatever it is. And, and you can make it sentimental. You can make it fun, but Wait. have your fun time. And then, but then like, that's the whole thing is you have to then put that to where it belongs in the past and then move on and create all these like cool, beautiful yeah. new memories. You recreate know, recreate your, she should recreate her graduation day, like cap gown, go to the bars. You'll get free drinks. You'll get free food. Everyone will be celebrating you because you graduated. No one needs to know. Yeah. (laughs) No one needs to know. That's true. I love that idea. That's true. Also, yeah. Call your girls. Go have a night out. I I, I, I loved this. I think that was, that's exactly what I would do. Um, We love you so much. I'm so glad that you enjoy this podcast and that you felt safe to be vulnerable with us and share your story. Um, I'm really excited for your future. And to see where this goes, if you ever feel comfortable giving us an update with how things are going in like a year or two, we would love. Um, So thank you so much for writing, Victoria. Okay, time to end with a dad joke. Yes, ma'am. This one's not great. Oh. I mean, it's great, but like, I don't think you're going to like it. Oh, no. But I think it's funny. Okay. My wife says she's good at yoga. I think she's just a poser. Uh, I don't know. Have you heard about the movie Constipation? It hasn't come out yet. (laughs) (laughs) That's better. That's better. Poser. Guys, you made it to the dad joke. That already means what? what? You know what that means. I think I just had, um, I think I'm having many, a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what that means? We love you the most, sis. Be sure to send in your scary stories for October. We cannot wait. I'm so excited. I'm literally so excited. Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram and don't forget to check out our merch uh, so that you can uh, rep the October series merch with us through the entire month of October. It's going to be a good time. Um, we love you all. Have a great day and we'll talk to you at uh, uh, what? <laughs> wow. And we'll talk to you in the next episode, which will be coming out on Monday. 
Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>